Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Yoga Liberty. I'm super excited today because one of my favorite people is joining me on my podcast. His name is Nate and he's known as the Nice Cream King on Instagram. He has a book called Nice Cream, of course, and he has a new book that has just come out called Alive, and it's all about making microgreens and sprouts in your home. And what's so beautiful is it is only available on the Ultimate Raw Vegan Bundle, which is only available until November 1st. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and introduce Nate and take you into the program. If you want to get a copy of the Raw Vegan Bundle, the ultimate Raw Vegan Bundle, you can grab it at bit.ly slash raw yoga retreat, or the link is in the description below, or on my Instagram. So without any more waiting time, here is Nate. Hello, everyone. I am here to talk to you today about microgreens, sprouts, and how to grow them at home with the amazing Nice Cream King, Nate. He is phenomenal. If you have not met him before, he is an incredible person. He is very knowledgeable about raw foods, and he is going to be talking today about how you can grow these in your own home, how you can grow microgreens, how you can grow sprouts, how you can make your life a lot healthier and get all of the nutrients that you need. Okay, so he has joined. Okay, what's up? What's up? <laughs> how are you? I am so blessed and happy today to see you. Likewise, likewise. It's so awesome. Thanks for having me on. Oh my gosh, thanks for being the first person to be on with me live during this incredible your first? Ultimate Raw Food Bundle. You're and my first. You're my first too. We're each other's first. Woo! <laughs> this oh, this is great. So great. I mean, what an amazing, this is going to be a really, high energy, fantastic couple weeks, whatever. Is it 10, 12, 13 days? I don't even know how many days, but whatever the case November is. November 1st. November 1st. Right, November 1st. So a couple weeks. Whew, going to be amazing. I've tapped into some people's lives this morning, and it's just so awesome to hear everybody sharing their stories and, you know, what raw foods have done for them and their take on, you know, how powerful it is. It's really interesting though, that we have to like, kind of talk people into understanding the power of just raw plant foods, right? Like that's how disconnected we've become for, for so long. I wanna say something that's been on my mind since, you know, we recently moved back to the desert. We've been living on a sailboat in um, the Houston area and it was a very humid environment. And, you know, like about a week ago, we moved back to the desert and, you know, it's a very dry environment. And I remember when you and Lissa first moved to Vegas, I said, you're going to get the drying. You're going to get the drying out of your sinuses and you're going to get a headache and it's going to hurt a little bit. And Lissa never, I mean, it's like a gnarly headache. And Lissa never said anything to me about getting it and I, I thought about why is this that Nate and Lissa didn't get the gnarly headache of the sinuses drying out and it's because you were drinking a gallon of water a day yeah, and straight. eating and eating raw foods which are filled with the nutrient life force energy of of water H2O yes. and that's why so you're so hydrated that even the desert can't bring you yeah, down I know I mean Honestly, you know, I am missing the water to be able to just go take a walk and be right next to a creek. You know, it's, it's beautiful here. It's, it's, been, it's been fun. It's only been a few months. But yeah, exactly. The diet, you know, I mean, we haven't experienced anything like that. I feel like maybe Lissa um, is used to the dry because where she's from in Edmonton, it's so dry up there. Well, usually this is something that, ha like, I lived in Vegas for 20 years. 
and then we moved all over and it, it's something that happens like in the first couple of weeks of moving mm. back to the desert so i've experienced it a little bit less this time than i normally do because yeah. of my the influence of your and listen in my life of now adding a lot more raw foods in my diet and i try to eat at least one to two meals a day that are raw you know so like this yes. morning i started the day with a, a smoothie yeah with, with bananas and peaches mm. and i added some flax and some hemp seeds mm, nice yeah. yes good. yes and then Man. for lunch i have prepped my um salad and i find that if i really finely chop a salad like i really finely chop the cabbage really finely mm. chop the lettuce and lissa made it okay for me to eat romaine so mm. I was like, okay, good. Because I always nice. like I can only eat these really hardcore greens because that's what my trainer said. So mm. but but greens like romaine are really refreshing yes. and filled with water. So I just yes. chop them up really good. Everything's chopped up really great. And then I make my dressing and put it together. And that just makes it more palatable for me and helps yeah. me to digest the fiber better. Yeah. So thank you for being an influence in my oh, life. I'm so glad that you took it. High fives to you. It really does. I like eating the salads when it's chopped more fine because, of course, you have more dressing that, that gets on, you know, more sides to cover with the dressing. Yeah. Oh, man, it makes such a difference. I know romaine. Actually, you know, and I know we're going to see stuff happening over this next couple months because, as we know, the world management team likes to play games. So I just saw romaine is like a dollar twenty more than it was. It was like a buck thirty-eight just a couple days ago. Now it's like two forty or two fifty something. I was just at the store this morning. I'm like, up oh, here it comes. Now I know we're getting into winter, so the price does come up, right? Um, but that doesn't deter me. You know, I'm like, well, we're gonna have to get. Let's get five five heads, and we'll pay the price. You know, whatever it is. Bless Still the farmers the out there. Disease. What's that? It still costs less than heart disease. That's right. And bless the farmers out there that are producing it for us. You know, I mean, we got to have these, these foods. They're, it's just incredible. It's so incredible. This whole week is going to be so incredible. Like, we'll be inundated with everybody's stories. And people, you know, maybe ask some questions in here and try to figure out, you know, like, how they can tap in and learn this lifestyle and start to incorporate more of these raw foods. It's just interesting to me though that, and I wasn't, I didn't always think like this. Wow, how, how much, how disconnected we've come from mother nature. Like we have to be like reminded, oh wait, are you sure that eating like smoothies and melons and romaine lettuce is healthy? Am I gonna be mineral deficient or whatever it is, right? It's interesting. And that's what like, you know, Lissa and you know, myself, you know, and, and so many others are reminding people more and more like she's on this, this panel right now talking with people who have been in this raw food world for over 100 years combined, like all the people, you know, some are 30 years, 20 years, you know, whatever the case is. And wow, it's just incredible, you know, but it's, it's interesting, right? Like, we can't, uh, we can't, you know, it's just an, it's like, it's not like you have to tiptoe. But it's interesting that that yeah, we're just so disconnected, so so disconnected from nature. Mother nature knows best, right? She yeah. she grows the foods for us to nourish us and eat. We don't have to kill, we don't have to eat boxed foods. I mean, if if shit went down, then you know, we're gonna do I'd what we gotta do. Canned. I'd start with canned. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, but you know, the thing is like uh, what you were saying about the price. Of, of romaine so we you know we've been living in texas for the last six months and we came to vegas last week and your prices in vegas are insane they are yeah. so much higher for groceries yeah. than what they are if, even now we're in laughlin nevada and we go across to bullhead city and i've been getting groceries over there yeah. um and the prices are so much lower yeah. in bullhead than what they are here in um, Nevada. So yeah. I think it might be a, a little bit of a localized Nevada thing that your prices have increased that much. And I know that prices are, are supposed to increase, that that's, that's like something that's on the horizon for all foods. Um, 
but um, I know that Nevada has been much more expensive than anywhere. Like, like, so we get these wraps that we um, make like little foods with, and they yeah. they were they were um, two dollars and fifty cents in Texas. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make these wraps when we get to, to Vegas for everybody yeah. to love it. Cause we were staying with a friend of mine at first. And, um, I went to buy them in Vegas, $6 and 99 cents, same exact brand and everything. Right. Two fifty eight in Texas, six ninety nine in Vegas. And that's just in the span of a few days. So I know that the yeah. price is going to increase that much. But that's, know, that's really a processed food, right? Yeah, so I think yeah. we'll see processed foods go up a lot higher than fresh foods. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to grow your own fresh foods, which I would love you to tell us about. Exactly. <laughs> you know, just to touch on that for a moment, too, like with Nevada, here we are in Las Vegas. For some reason, we just had a hair up our buns to come to Las Vegas, give it a try. And it's like you're on an island. You're in the middle of nowhere. You're on an island. Like if you zoom out, Google, you know, Google Earth, you're like, wow. So it, I know it's expensive to get foods, you know, try, you know, into place. That's why it's so expensive in Canada. Um, and yeah, definitely it's, it's uh, I know there's food deserts out there where they can't even get fresh foods. Now, one of the things that really wanted us, you know, drew us here was not only the beauty of the desert and I grew up in the desert so I like really missed the desert but you can get like passion fruit and and durian and all these like kind of more exotic fruits really I don't know honestly I mean I've tried lots of different fruits and there's like hundreds I've never tried but I really do like the passion fruit and you know good mangoes we're kind of coming out of mango seasons the mangoes down here i've never had so many amazing mangoes except for when i went to woodstock fruit festival i got to taste like you know they're like big really amazing mangoes but uh yeah it's tricky because you know you're you're subject to what you know the stores are carrying and so yeah that was kind of like what inspired me to dig into sprouting and growing microgreens because I would see microgreens like in people's pictures or and it just looks so pretty you know and I'm like man I want to grow more microgreens we would go to the farmers markets we would buy microgreens and they're kind of spendy which I don't have any problems spending any money on them because I know they're super healthy and the people had to grow them so but so we started to research more and I'm like let's get some seeds you know we'll start sprouting more and it's like oh my gosh this is so easy like you like it just blew my mind because I have been, you know, I, we've always had a garden, you know, and we've farmed stuff in Oregon, you know, I worked on hemp farms and, and stuff takes a whole season to get to where you can harvest. And with microgreens and sprouts, like sprouts, you're eating in like three, four, maybe five days. Microgreens, you're doubling it. Like in 10 days, you have delicious food. Now, of course, it's not like extremely satiating, right? You have to eat a lot. Like, you know, we have microgreen salads, but, and of course the, the nutrient, like the nutrient density is like massive, but the satiation, you're going to need more foods. You just, you know, like you'd have to eat a lot of sprouts, but yeah, that's really what inspired to write the book was just like, I feel like not only do we need to inspire one another, which there's a lot of things happening right now. People are, you know, connecting more and ever people are kind of like, you know, maybe pulling up those glasses being like, what's going on out there? You know, so in that sense, just to inspire people to grow their own sprouts and microgreens because of the fact that you can do it right in your house. You don't have to have soil even. You can do it hydroponically. You can do it on your windowsill. You can and just add little bits. And then, of course, you know, as I'm researching into this stuff, and it's been around for like ever, Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's nothing new, um, but the nutrient density, like because they're they're alive, they're sprouting, they're trying to like grow really fast. So when you start researching into like how much more, you know, uh, nutrients there is as opposed to say fully matured greens, it's like, wow, you know, these things are like amazing superfoods and they're alive. You know, and you could grow them in the middle of the desert. You could grow them. I mean, honestly, you could sprout while you're taking a, a couple day backpack trip, right? You're just like, you're growing your food on your back while you hike, you know? So 
that's what inspired me to write the book. You know, and I put in there like why people should sprout the importance of them, the nutrient, you know, the, the benefits of the nutrient profiles. I would look up like, you know, different profiles. It's like each one has their own little nutrient profile, but it's just so simple. And so like, they're delicious. Right. They're delicious. They're, yeah. I love how in your book you included a you include a page on each different sprout and its nutrient profile. I found that to be like super helpful. And you went through and you say like this is how you do it because for those if you haven't done it before if you haven't grown microgreens or you haven't grown sprouts and I've done sprouts uh, with some of your tutelage but I haven't done microgreens so I'm excited to try that this winter but um it it's intimidating it seems yeah. you know we're i feel like we're kind of told that growing things is difficult and you'll hear people say i was at i was actually at target yesterday and i had someone say to me there were like these little pots that you could grow um like basil and peppermint right. and they're little kits and she was like oh look something else i could kill and you know like we're like kind of taught to yeah. that we can't grow things we can't grow our own food and so it seems right. really intimidating and yeah. your book lays out a very easy step-by-step -step way to grow sprouts and yeah. to grow microgreens. And I very much appreciated that when I read your book. Oh, that's awesome. We are the same. Look, I'm going to be honest, straightforward with you. I just got this basil plant. You know, you can buy like living basil. And look, at it's like, I know these, these ones here are dying because, you know, the top ones are growing. But, I mean, I got to eat this before it dies, honestly. Like, I mean, I don't know how well it's going to grow. Growing stuff, of course, inside is... It's, it's tricky and growing stuff outside, it takes so long to, to be able to harvest like tomatoes. Lettuce, of course, is awesome to grow. Like you can get several harvests off the of lettuce and it doesn't take any, anything special. We would always buy, we did some seed starts, but we would buy the starts and just plant the starts because you're, you're more likely to have good, good ones go because they're already started, right? But with, I know with microgreens, I kind of, I was kind of like, I felt the same way. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, am I going to mess this up? You know, and, but of course there's a wealth of information on YouTube and on the internet, you know, different places, uh, different groups. And I've joined some groups. I'm not like super active in there to, to see what people are saying. I just, so I ended up just buying stuff. I've got the stuff right here. Right? Yeah, I was going to say, you've turned your second bedroom into a micro greenhouse. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, Look at this stuff. And so what I'm gonna do is um, starting today, I've got some more cocoa fiber because I'm doing hydroponic. I didn't wanna mess with soil, you know, bring it in because soils, you're bringing in different kinds of things. Not that soil's bad, you know, and I would love to be able to grow soil, but here in the high rise, you know, we're 21 floors up in this building. I just want it clean. So I'm gonna do a grow along. I'm gonna do it today. I'm gonna start it today. I've got my cocoa, you know, um, fibers ready, which you could use like, you could use anything you could use you could use um like burlap you know that you could buy those like you know go to the coffee shops and say hey do you guys have any old burlap that your coffee beans come in dutch bros coffee is mostly on the west coast you can get your burlap i'm not sure if they because they they might you might have to go to a different coffee shop because they might do all their roasting in southern oregon which is where i was you know oh right yeah, and so addicted to dutch bros out here yeah, and i yeah. had it one time and was like i don't get it but yeah. i don't i don't drink any of the sugar stuff so right i just get like a coffee with almond milk and yeah <laughs> yeah i don't understand why this is so fabulous i just like it's, this at home <laughs> yeah it's a, i know it's a culture like anything you know if you maybe you have your favorite barista we like we like to create habits and we're used to these habits and of course it's it's just dirty water with a little drug in it you know what i mean like for sure, there's benefits, I'm sure, you know, like, you know, we could go into benefits of coffee, but there's more, you know, the, the de <laughs> there's more detriments than there are benefits in a lot of ways. But what I'm saying is like, you can get burlap, you could cut burlap, you can buy different kinds of mediums to grow on. And you know, I'm gonna try this one, um, I haven't done it yet with the pea, a buddy of mine just grows them right on the tray, no soil, no growth medium or nothing. He's just like, I just do it right on the tray and they just grow right off the tray. Tell me, can, it, t explain to me, cause I have some coconut core. Um, we actually use it for our composting toilet. Okay. Um, explain to me 
how you use coconut core to grow microgreens. Can you like go through a step-by-step -step process for me? Yeah. So what we do is I buy from this company called the City Hydro. And they have these coconut core sheets, right? See this here? Ah. So there's the back side. There's the front side. And look at how beautiful. You just soak this in water overnight. And then you put all your seeds on it, which I've just got some started right here. See there? Okay. So all the seeds just sit on the coconut core. And this could be like the burlap. You could actually use like, you could have fun with it. You could take an old shirt or something, just something for like the roots to kind of grab hold. But I got this from this guy because he, there's no, there's like no funky glue in it or anything like that. It's like all natural and it smells like, smells really good. But uh, the only thing is, is you can only use this one time, right? So yeah, yeah, yes, 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 I'm familiar. Um, yeah. When you when you put the, the coconut core in there, then you put the seeds on top of it. Does the water go underneath or do you put water on top? So right off the bat, um, yeah, each mat is only one harvest. That's kind of the downside. It's only good for one harvest. Some people even use just like screen mesh and you could wash and clean the screen and reuse it. Um, so yeah, what you do is you soak this in water overnight, you, put, you get your seed on there, and then from that point, it's germinating, so you just mist it. Mist it lightly with water, a couple times a day, totally. With like, with like a spray, like yep. a spray. Exactly. Yeah. That's a nice mist, okay. And then from that point, after like a couple of days, you'll see them start to pop. And, you know, after like, I don't know, it just depends on what you're actually growing. You know, anywhere from three to five days, you're ready to just take off the top and put them right underneath a light or, you know, in your greenhouse or whatever, and they just go to town. Now, of course, I'm not like a professional at this, right? I just wanted to inspire people to grow more greens. So I myself am learning, right? I don't really know much. I just was really inspired with like, oh my God, you could grow this anywhere, well, right? Actually, your book, I would, I would argue that I read your book the whole from cover to cover, and um, I would argue that you are more of an expert than you think. Um, Thank you. And that um, this is very helpful because in collaboration with your book that people can get in the bundle with, yeah. with um, the link is in my bio or in your bio or yeah. I pinned it down below um, where you can get 55 books for $50. Nate's book is in there. My book is in there. Uh, Nate's book is called Alive. My book is called Raw Yoga Retreat. And um, in your book, you talk about all the different kinds of microgreens that you can grow, what you suggest, how long they take to grow, yeah. Um, how long their germination is and um, their benefits to, to the different green, uh, microgreens. So I would say that you're definitely more of an expert than I am or most of us that are on this uh, live today. <laughs> you know, I appreciate that. Like you never know, there might be, look, at, I'll try seeds for my current cantaloupe because of you and Lisa. Yeah, save your cantaloupe seeds. You know, you can sprout the cantaloupe and cantaloupe sprouts are like, or microgreens are so good. Wow, um, I did not know that. Yeah, just save your seeds. You can wash them, like use a mesh strainer, kind of wash all the, you know, the melon, uh, you know, guts, so to speak, off of the seed. And then you can just dry them out, like on the counter, on a plate or something. We put them in the dehydrator and just kind of like blow some, some uh, you know, like 80 degree wet you know air over them kind of dry them out a little bit but um it's just it's so incredible and i feel like it's so empowering for us to get back into it because you know we all did this stuff when we were in like preschool you know like plant the pea seed and you water it and you watch it grow into a plant and it's really cool but you know how like our, our attention spans are like goldfish on crack anymore right so what i like because i have a short attention span I want to be able to grow it now. Like, let's get it out. So exactly. Like I just recently, just this year, really 
tapped into the world of microgreens and started messing around with the microgreens because sprouts are delicious. Sprouts are amazing. But the microgreen, just that stage from the sprout to the microgreen before it goes into like the, the baby green, the nutrient profile is like tenfold of a sprout, you know, and like 40 fold of a mature green, depending on what it is. So to me, I was like, this is amazing. I can eat fresh food that I grew right here in my office, right? For, you know, in, in just like a week or something. So I say that I'm not necessarily an expert because I'm not like, I, I look out there, I'm like, wow, people have so many like different infrastructures going and different schedules and automatic waterers and all the things people are doing it as their full-time income. And I just want to be able to add like cool looking microgreens to my salad. Right. So that's where I'm like, I'm going to write a book because more people should be doing this and we shouldn't be scared. Like you said, though, it's intimidating, you know, in a way you're like, Oh, I don't want to mess it up. Right. But it's like, trial and error you almost like you can't mess them up you spray them with water and it's like written it's it's in their dna code to just do their thing like an apple tree knows what it's you're supposed to do just like our bodies know it's like supposed to grow an arm when we're in the you know in the uterus right or in the in the womb so it's just amazing these plant foods none of this stuff is new right it's like none of it's new I put this book together because I wanted to be a part of this amazing bundle. This bundle, you know, like, uh, it's just incredible because it's just a way that people can get out their message, get out what has changed their life, what has helped their life, whether it be yoga, breath work, eating raw plant foods, right, moving their body more. It's all just inspiring in so many ways. And I was like, I need to be a part of this. And, you know, we wanted to do a bundle where there was everybody's stuff was new, a brand new book. So I'm like, oh, I better write a book. So then I just started digging in, like, how can I, you know, I want to be a part of this. So that's where I created this book. You know, we're growing the microgreens. I'm like, I might as well put it together, a microgreen and sprout book. And now I'm thinking like, man, it's just so important. Not only that, but like, I love ferments. You know, I was thinking about my next book being like a, a book about ferments because that's a way to preserve food. And all of these things are good food for the little dudes, you know, and the dudes is the gut bugs, right? The, the microbiota. And, you know, we got to feed these guys like they, they help us. They produce the serotonin, which makes us feel good. They help our immunity. All of these foods are just, they're so powerful. And that's what's so awesome about the raw vegan, the ultimate raw vegan bundle is everything is raw. And the concept of raw it's just so beautiful, right? Like you're not killing it. Like if you bake an apple, you can't plant it and have it grow in an apple tree. You killed it. You know, you brought it over a certain temperature. So that's the concept of keeping stuff raw. You eat a raw apple, right? You know, you plant those seeds, it's gonna grow into an apple tree. So it's like these kinds of concepts, they make sense, right? They just make sense. But it's, it's so interesting how our world has been set up to kind of steer us away from that and get us into more processed foods and boxed foods. And these are survival foods. Like if we were F-U-C-T, sound it out, F-U-C-T, right? We <laughs> would need, we would need those boxed foods and the canned foods, but we're not F-U-C-T really. I mean, you know, some of course would theorize in different ways, but we definitely can be doing much better by just going back to what mother nature has grown for us, has, has created for us, you know? Uh, and and even, in, if we, yeah. even if we were at UCT, if you know how to grow sprouts, microgreens, greens, your own foods, then you're less yeah. at UCT. <laughs> and of course, like the concept of being able to collect seeds, like luckily we are able to, oh, dude is death in Dutch. Oh my gosh, death food. I didn't even realize that. Dude is death in Dutch. Well, I have a very good friend that lives in Harlem, right outside of Amsterdam, and we go visit her all the time. And I, uh, I will say the Dutch are, they are a fun group of people. <laughs> they, they have their own particular way. Yep. Things. Yeah, like, Jessica. I feel like they're very like the, they're very like the Germans. They're very to the point. 
Nice. That's awesome. It's a beautiful country. Well, we haven't been since the since everything shut down, but um, yeah. but it, but one of my very best friends in the world lives in the Netherlands. Oh. I almost married someone. I was engaged to someone from the Netherlands, and I almost oh. got married to a Dutch man. But I Dutchman. I did not. But um, right. he wanted to have more children, and I didn't want to have any children. So gotcha. That, that was the end of that. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But so it doesn't surprise me that they don't get the dude joke. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. And thanks for sharing that, Jessica. I'll be like, wow, thinking I'll have to tell people, hey, I don't mean it's, you know, if you're Dutch, this doesn't mean death. I just what I, <laughs> that's just what I call the gut bugs. You right, know, because gut... in, in, in the United States, it's like dudes. Dudes, dudes, dudes. yeah, dudes. dudes. So, you know, yeah, it was just kind of a play on words. And it's like, we got to feed those little dudes. Right? Yeah, the microbiome are hugely underestimated in our society. Yeah. And when I, so when I first became vegetarian, I was 11 years old. I lived on a farm and I read a book by the Shivananda Yoga Institute. Mm. And I just wanted to know about yoga. Yeah. And so I was learning the poses. And then the next chapter was about something called um, sattva. And it is lightness in a way of yogic eating. Mm. And they talked about how when you eat animals, you eat the fear, pain, and suffering that goes into their bodies just before they were um, killed. And that all of those hormones, the adrenaline and the cortisol, all that's going then into your body. And right. you're taking on that energy. And that energetically, when we commune with our food and when we're, we're chomping our food, we want to send love and peace and excellent vibrations. And there's actually been studies done where like an animal, when you kill an animal, it never, it never wants to give up and be killed to be your food. It does not want that. And I, I grew up on a farm. I know this. I've, I've worked with animal, animal husbandry, you know, my whole life, my family are, are farmers. And, but studies have been done that when you pray over your vegetables and you're cutting them, they actually stop um, trying to communicate fear and strain with other vegetables and they they at, they accept that they're going to become nourishment for you when you pray and you ask them for their permission to become nourishment and i know that that might sound like really heady to a lot of people and that might sound very spiritual and and you know everyone has to decide what works for them but there have been actual studies done in laboratories on this um real science yeah. That, that talks about how vegetables communicate with each other and how they acquiesce to becoming your food if you ask them to do that. So we're, we're all connected, and I, I think we forget that. And so my first, the first time that I was exposed to that was when I was 11 years old when I became a vegetarian through reading this Shivananda book and having that experience of being, oh, my gosh, we are all connected. We are, we're connected to our food. So what we're eating and putting into us is giving us life force energy. And that scientifically comes through the microbiome. And the yes. microbiome is that energy center. Yes. And so your microbiome is crucial and important for you to protect it. And what happens when you take, um, uh, uh, what's it called? When you, when you get sick, antibiotics. Okay, right. They kill your microbiome. Yes. And I recently had COVID um, and it, it I'm was, glad you're feeling better. Right. Oh my gosh, me too. It took like four weeks to feel better, but it was so negative on my microbiome because I could not eat and I could not taste anything. So I could not, I was not drawn to vegetables because right. I couldn't taste them. I couldn't eat them. They didn't have a great texture to me and I could barely eat at all. But what happened is I became very depressed as a result. Our microbiome is incredibly important, like you said, to keeping your serotonin levels high and allowing you to feel happy, healthy, and wanting to have optimism in your life. And that's why it's so important that we protect that. That's why, you know, I eat a mixture. I don't eat all raw food. I haven't made the full transition. Hey, you're doing great. <laughs> but 
I do have one to two meals a day that are raw and it has greatly improved my, um, my energy levels. I don't know if you notice, but I'm, I do not have a filter on right now. My skin has improved and I'm here in the desert and, um, my, my levels of depression and feeling happy and feeling connected have gone down dramatically since I started eating more raw foods. Man, it's so true. Like you're saying, you know, I mean, Nikola Tesla said it best, right? If you want to understand the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. So everything that we see in this, you know, amazing holographic simulated, whatever this world is, you know, whatever you want to prescribe to, I like to think of it as that, is that everything is energy, frequency, and vibration. So if what are we eating? What are we putting in to nourish ourselves? You know, if it is... If it is something of that, that's, that's a lower frequency. It's a lower frequency. It's dead. An animal, you know, fl you know flesh from an animal is, is dead. Even if it was, what was that movie called? Um, gosh darn it, I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, it was with Brad Pitt and, uh, and uh, what was her name? Gwyneth Paltrow, I think, maybe. Um, anyways, he was like a soldier. And he, like, was in the woods and he comes across this old lady living in the woods and she like sacrificed the goat to like nourish him. He needed like nourishment, you know, like when you're dying, right? Um, so she did it in such a peaceful way, like the goat didn't know, right? But still, it is just, what's up, Lexi? It's just incredible how that's not necessarily the case for us to, you know, we're not ingesting these kind of, you know, people who are eating the, the flesh foods, it's of a different frequency. It's of a different vibration, right? And so if everything is energy, right? And it's just, what kind of energy do we want to be putting into ourselves? Like we can get, you know, scientific and break down like, you know, glucose and, you know, and the, all the vitamins and the omegas and all these things. But it's like, really just comes down to that frequency level of what do you want to be putting in? That's what's so beautiful with the, the fruitarian concept. It's a beautiful concept. Like we have the salivary glands to help break down those carbohydrates when we ingest them. And the plant is growing that food. You're like picking it. It's perfect. It's ready for you. Nothing has to be killed. But with these microgreens, you know, I like to play music to them. I definitely talk to them, bless them. I say good morning. You know, I'm giving them their water. They know they're come, they're, they're, their whole purpose is to feed the microbiome, to feed the little dudes. So... I love that, how you say, you know, because everything is in communication, you know, and if it's dead, it's not communicating. And of course, if you have a piece of celery there, it's already been chopped, you know, you think, okay, it's dead. It's still good to bless, you know, but people will say like, well, I bless my fish. And I, when I hunted and fished, I would bless my food the same, right? Because I, you know, I believe, I, I would believe that, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm helping, maybe I'm making myself feel better by you know, blessing it. But either way, what is it actually doing? How is it feeding and nourishing my body? And that's the part that's interesting. Like, we're not, we're not living like we were back in the indigenous days. You know, it's, uh, yeah, the imp, <laughs> yes, I know. Isn't that cool, Lexi? Hopefully you caught that. Angelica was talking about you just, you bless those vegetables. And then they communicate with one another and they, because their whole purpose, a, a fruit, like its whole purpose is to nourish either a being or reseed itself. It's beautiful. It's just a symbiosis of just like beauty. Death though, when you think of death or say robbing something from a, a creature, like whatever it may be, like honey, you know, or silk, you know, or eggs, you know, milk, these kinds of things to nourish ourselves. It's not of that higher frequency or vibration. And that's where it just, it makes perfect sense. But, you know, a lot of us, something, it's interesting how, how we're so, like, kind of trapped in a way to, in the flesh, ourself, in our own body. And we have been programmed from birth. And we are definitely disconnected in so many ways from the way it's designed for us to be healthy, which is eating of what Mother Earth is providing for us. Now, of course, animals are here, but they're not the food that we're supposed to be eating. So it just makes perfect sense. 
But it's interesting how we have to have some sort of health implication a lot of times. I would say more times than not, it's a health implication for someone to kind of like make the switch and make, you know, kind of like recalibrate the way they think about things. For some people like yourself, and, and you know, and I would have been, I would have gone vegan at the age of seven when I caught my first fish. I caught my first fish and my grandpa was like, okay, let's go up and wash it. And I'm like, wash it what are we going to give it a bath or something like it's freaking clean it's out of the river i'm seven i'm trying to understand and then i watched him gut it and i lost it angelica i lost it i could not even i was freaking out i was crying hysterically i ran you know through the house like screaming they killed it and so then i was like sit down by the by the elders, you know, my uncle and my dad and my grandpa telling me this is the circle of life and this is how we have to, this is how we nourish ourselves, right? But it's like, I ate more food eating raspberries in their yard that day than I, I couldn't eat the fish. And if they would have been like a little, if they, they were so indoctrinated and programmed as well, they were just preaching what they had been taught and trying to make me a man, right? And so, I became a fisherman. I like, I shut the receptors off of that heart connection because I, man, I was like, there's no way this is wrong. I was so pissed at myself for catching that fish. I was like, I was, I remember I was hitting myself in the bathroom so mad that I caught this fish. I would have been vegan from that point, seven years old, but I was talked into how this is right. And you know, the fish don't have feelings and it's the circle of life and we know the whole thing, right? So it's interesting because then here I am, like I didn't, I didn't go plant-based or vegan until I was like 30 something. And because we are, we're just like, so we're, we're look at what, look what's out there. There's not a lot of real food, real delicious food out there. It's not being taught. You know, what do we have in our school lunches? these kinds of things. So that's what's incredible at this point in time. I wasn't aware of raw edge because I wasn't aware of the vegan concept until I moved out of my own. My family insisted I eat animal meat. I naturally didn't like it. Yeah, I, man, I couldn't, I couldn't handle fish for the longest time. Um, I really loved going out there though in the morning before the sun rises, you know, and like, I mean, there's definitely some adrenaline having a salmon on the line. Like it's, it's a fight. They're fighting. They do not want to be caught. They, they do not want to die. They no. do not want to be killed. They do, they do not, not want to die. die. And so then, yeah, then you're ingesting that. And it's interesting how we have such a, a, an imbalance in a lot of ways because we're ingesting that energy. We're ingesting that frequency or vibration. Now compare that experience to the experience of picking berries because I've yeah. done both as well. Right. I, we slaughtered cows and we slaughtered pigs and I was active and part of that. That's going to the slaughterhouse is what, whoa, that just, that was like next level for me. Yeah. But then think about our memories of picking berries, picking berries and how yeah. beautiful and you remember oh. the speckle of sunlight on your I can body. still smell it. I can still smell it. Your finger is getting pricked. Yeah, you know, and the little oh. delicate berries and eating yeah. them and laughing and going yeah. through the fields with your family. Right. And right. So that's what's so amazing is Mother Nature. Like, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. This this concept of everything be a, you know, like we're living in a, a virtual reality simulation. So it's like interesting that if it is a, a an elaborate computer simulation, that it's written in the code that these foods would heal us and nourish us, right? Like we can go, you know, maybe, you know, whatever we want to think, you know, we're, you know, I have different, all kinds of different, you know, modalities and, you know, theories and religions and whatnot, but mother nature, nature is always going off and it's always in style and it heals, the body naturally heals itself when we stop putting in the funk and the stuff that doesn't belong in there. But it's really interesting because we're kind of like, we're bound by these flesh vehicles in a lot of ways. And of course, you know, the way that I see it is the world is run by Satanists. And so we have a lot of 
things that have been, everything's inverted. Everything is backwards, right? And so it makes perfect sense that we would, that we would set this world up to where you have a McDonald's on every corner and it's like two burgers for $2, right? Because of what kind of energy and frequency is that putting in? What's that doing to the microbiome? What's that doing with the, to the connection with us and the symbiosis of mother nature feeding us? It's like when we get out of our heads and we really just kind of like go back to that stillness space, it makes perfect sense that we want to be eating the majority of our calories from living foods, right? Living foods, raw foods. Not to say that you don't cook foods because, I mean, you know, cooked potato or you know, some beans or legumes, stuff like that are delicious. And some people, I mean, what's nice about that, what's nice about some of these, these, you know, uh, like say quinoa and stuff like that is it's real consistent. You can go anywhere in the world and get a bag of quinoa and it's going to be like pretty bomb. A watermelon, it's like at the craps table, you're rolling the dice. Like, okay, hopefully this watermelon's good. You know, you crack it open. You're like, oh, this is a funky one. Well, let's juice it, <laughs> you know, <'cause laughs> don't want to waste it, but so true yeah it's incredible though so yeah the the whole concept of this book alive was just trying to inspire other people to just start sprouting and to start growing microgreens just have some fun with it it's so simple seeds are so cheap and you can't like you can't mess it up like they just grow they know what to do like it's written in their dna you know so yeah but it makes it fun getting fruit and exploring all the nuances. That's right, Lexi. Lexi, another one of the great creators in this vegan bundle and the life-changing story she has. I see Enzyme just popped in. He's got a life-changing story. Everybody has these amazing stories and it's incredible. It's incredible that we're at this day and age where we can connect like this through these black mirrors or crystals or whatever the heck these things are. They're incredible. And we're helping each other remember Right. Let's remember that we don't need to move from a space of fear or, you know, uh, like scarcity. Mother Nature is going to provide all we need. The grapes grow every year. Right. Like no matter where you are. But like you're saying, we're talking how it is expensive in certain areas to get foods because they have to be shipped in. So. Yeah, if we can really where it's going to come down to, I feel like Angelica, like we are definitely we are definitely switching it up. I feel like, honestly, like it's already written. We're taking the planet back and it's like going to be incredible. And it's definitely like, it can be kind of like heavy and scary sometimes because we're taking this MF or back. And so what do we got to do? We got to connect connections over transactions, right? We get back to growing our own foods, tight knit communities, where, you know, you connect with like minds. Not everybody's going to agree or see things eye to eye all the time, of course, right? But when it comes to food, we all want good, healthy food. We all want to be healthy. And nature, it just, it knows what we need. And we just need to eat more of what she provides for us. So yeah, that was the whole thing is like, how can we, how can we let people know? Now I'm on a mission. I'm like, I, maybe that's why we moved to Vegas you know, to promote people to grow more sprouts and microgreens. People that's used to always say to me, why would you open a yoga studio in Las Vegas? Like that's the least spiritual place, but it's the most in need place. It's the place where people are most disconnected from nature, from spirit, from source energy. Also, though, I would argue that it's the place where people are most connected because Las Vegas is the place that you go to truly be yourself, to yes. no longer be within the confines of how the Midwest feels you should do things yes. or the East Coast feels you should do things or, you know, Oregon, Washington, there's stuffy ways up there in San yeah. Francisco. Totally. In Las Vegas, you are yourself. Yeah. It is the great equalizer of finances. <laughs> and so everyone is the same. One day you can be a rich businessman and the next day you can be a homeless man. That's just right. Las Vegas. We're all yeah. the same. We're yeah. all the same and it teaches us all that. So I have been a, a big lover of Las Vegas ever since the day I stepped off the plane, 
breathed in the desert air and said, oh my gosh, this is why my whole life sucked up into this moment. <laughs> oh man, it is just, yeah, I get the feeling that Vegas would be dope. Vegas, bro, is so dope. It's a nonstop party. And when I was working at the hospital or whatever job I've always had, I would always come in and be like, you guys ready to party? Like someone's going into cardiac arrest because I work in the cardiac unit. It's a nonstop party, you know, like doing chest compressions, you know, like, and it's a nonstop party here. It's nonstop. And yeah, definitely there is, it's amazing because there are a lot of, there's a lot of people that are, it's a beautiful, beautiful city. It's unlike any place that I've ever been. I mean, I've been to Chicago, New York, Seattle, Portland, you know, San Francisco, LA, uh, I, you know, I haven't been down south like, you know, Austin or Houston or any of those places. I have, but I have, I have. Yeah. They're also great places. Yeah. All these places are great, but yeah. they're not Vegas. And it's okay. Yeah, Vegas is different. Because that keeps it smaller for the rest of us. Yep, yep. Vegas, <laughs> Vegas. I do have another, I do have someone else that I'm meeting with. Good. I want to take the moment to thank you so much for coming on today and talking about microgreens and sprouts and your unique and beautiful connection with the world and how you share on this planet is absolutely wonderful. I'm so grateful that we're friends. I'm so grateful that you're in my life and I'm so grateful for all of the things that you've brought to this relationship and how you've helped me to share with other people as well. So please do go and get Nate's book. It's in the uh, Ultimate Vegan Bundle, Ultimate Raw Vegan Bundle. The link is in my bio, or you can go to um, at Nice Cream King. The link is in Nate's bio. Um, and uh, we would love you to get 55 books, 55 books on raw food and yoga. So We got to connect soon because I don't think we're set up to do another one where I host you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's do yeah, another one. Yeah, connect. like, thank you so much, Angelica. I appreciate you. I'm so thank glad you. that you blew into our world. And you're just, you're one of our, our favorite people in our tribe. I, I love you. Thank you so much. I love you too, man. Have a wonderful, blessed day. You too. Bye, guys. Bye.